Attention Inland Empire. Maybe you've heard of the terms float tank, sensory deprivation, or float therapy, but we have a question for you. How much do you really know about it? For example, did you know that floating takes all the weight off your body with over a thousand pounds of Epsom salt? In fact, the zero gravity environment provides incredible relief to achy joints and tense muscles. And not to mention, thousands of people have gotten relief from arthritis, fibromyalgia, tendonitis, inflammation, and chronic neck, back, and shoulder pain. The solution is heated to skin temperature so that after a few minutes you actually feel like you're floating in midair. Now you are in control of your complete experience and you can feel free to float with the door open and the lights and music on, but if you turn them off, it creates an environment where you don't see, hear, or feel anything. It's the experience of nothing. Now you can only imagine why so many people use the float tank to achieve deeper levels of meditation, enhance creativity, better sleep, and stress relief because it allows the brain to slow down into deep alpha and theta states to ensure you achieve complete relaxation at float state. Relax, heal, unwind. My therapist had told me that I needed to go to AA meetings, but I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go because I didn't want to be an alcoholic. That was not what I wanted to grow up and be. I didn't want to go to AA, but I did, and it wasn't what I expected by any means. It was friendly. I could feel it. I mean, I could feel the happiness. It's really great. Visit AA.org for more information and download the Meeting Guide app to find a meeting near you. Happy flying. Fly away. Come fly away. Oh, my gosh. I am uh, I'm, I'm Carl, and I am an alcoholic slash addict slash, you know, you name it. That's me. And I'm alone. I'm flying solo. Come fly with me. Come fly away. <laughs> Sober Pod is a podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not experts or professionals, just a varying number of deeply flawed individuals with good intentions, of course. If you would like to hear about the 12 steps, check out season two uh, from 2019 of our uh, podcast. It was a years long uh, you know, thing that we did, and it was like 50 plus full length episodes. And it goes without saying that we do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations, especially those 12-step organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Um, and you guys heard that, you know, I'm flying solo. We've had a lot of uh, technical issues. Uh, Chelsea came in. Uh, you know, we, we, we've recorded like three episodes that are just totally unusable. Her audio was just all choppy and blah, blah, blah. And then... After it uploaded and blah, 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 then it wouldn't download blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Our problems shouldn't have to be your problems. We shouldn't have to be. So here's here's the thing. This is the best part. What we've been trying to do is we've been trying to incorporate more video into what we're doing and try to be a little bit more professional about it. Yeah, I know. We just kind of suck at it. Anyway, so um, 
so that's what we've been trying to do. So we've moved over to uh, Anchor. We've, you know, so we're you can like give us better, uh, you know, feedback. You can leave uh, voicemail notifications and all that other good stuff. And then we can, you know, it'll be easier for us to manage, which is all cool. So we're trying to use Riverside FM too. So we have some issues there, but we're working it out. We're talking to them. They've given us some some free days, you know. So uh, that's kind of cool too. Um, all right. So some housekeeping. Und, und housekeeping. Um, und, and I've named her, uh, what is it, Helga Lichtenstickel or something like that. Anyway, so uh, housekeeping. We have Bang and Bod Phil on Saturday. So if you are interested in uh, attending some, you know, basic, um, you know, physical exercise, you know, it's what we call, what Phil is calling basic training, head on over to SoberPod Live and you can get there by going to facebook.com slash SoberPod and you find the group. It's called uh, SoberPod Live. And then from there, you can um, uh, just, you know, wait for the notifications. Uh, Phil sends one like every week after we do a podcast and uh, you can sign up for his, his little deals that he has going on usually on saturday sometimes he changes it but either way he'll give you some real information that you can use for the rest of your life and that is kind of cool if you really think about it um what else are we doing oh uh fire uh recovery network basically is a it's a we have uh friends in recovery enterprises and this fire network is uh for people who are you know into creating recovery content so whether that be a blog a magazine um you know a podcast such as this uh and so what we're trying to do is get really a collective together that we can do shared resources in terms of uh, promotion and advertising and sharing each other's works and you know and maybe getting each other on podcasts or interviews or you know what have you so i think it's just a really neat idea uh, i was doing that with ed over at friends in recovery so if you are interested go to um uh well don't go to send us an email uh, uh our email is info at soberpod.com and if you want to get with ed Ed's email is help at friends and recovery podcast.com. And then you can uh, just, you know, request, you know, this whole fire network thing is about. So uh, we've already got a few people lined up to join us with that stuff. And I think it'll be great as we get going. So please, by all means, do that. So um, what else do we have going on? Oh, number one thing. This is it. Like we, we, for like a year, we have not... Um, we've not promoted, we haven't said, Hey, like, you know, like us, friend us, you know, <laughs> you know, do, do, do something nasty to us. Don't do anything nasty to us. But, you know, we haven't promoted, uh, you know, doing reviews and, and those types of things. What I would love for you to do is, um, you know, we, uh, we were over on, uh, checking out our Spotify, um, stats and over on spotify they give you like you know what other people are listening to it's like you know in our audience was like stuff like you know eminem drake um uh, kanye west uh post malone um like taylor swift and like i think like a tony i don't know combs or something or i don't know what it is, thomas thomas combs i don't know some country dude i don't even know either way these are the people that um 
that our, our listeners are listening to. And if you've listened to one of those and you haven't given us a review on your platform, whatever that is, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts or you know uh, Amazon, whatever it is that you listen to on, please go on over and give us a five-star review if you listen to one of those artists. And I would expect that you give us a written review because really love to hear your the written reviews and like we'll read those. But if, if you don't want us to read them, then go uh, on over to... Uh, uh, like there should be like a link uh, in the in the show notes that'll say like uh, you know leave us a message. So go there, go to the show notes, and then leave us a message, and then we'll include that on our upcoming shows, hopefully. Uh, so if you are uh, if you are so inclined, we would love to have that happen. And again, you know, reviews, five stars, thumbs up, all the other good stuff. Um, I can't figure out where to put my tea right now. I'm just I want to put my tea like right here, but it's on my computer. It's really weird. Oh, that which reminds me. Um, we're going to be doing more uh, video podcasts, and I think this is the start of it, right? I'm going to try and do this video and upload it and not have it be behind a, a paywall. But um, we are taking donations on Anchor, of course, so you can do that as well. It's pretty easy to, to do. So they even have, like, dollar donations, so that, yeah, that's kind of cool too as well. So if you are so inclined to do that, by all means, do that. All right, so what are we doing? We're getting into this. Um, what we've been doing is we've been going through the, uh, the book living sober. And in this case, we are, um, uh, on chapter or section, not chapter, a uh, section 11. And this one is availing yourself of a sponsor. And uh, it's pretty good. It's about 11 minutes. So we're going to go through this and, and then I'll probably talk a little bit afterwards about my experience of, you know, having a sponsor, um, and I'm really sad that Ch- Chelsea isn't on here. We had like a you know really good like three hours worth of content that is completely not usable. So it totally sucks. So I miss you, Chelsea, and uh, and there's that. So I'm gonna share this here, and I gotta share the tab because that's what you gotta do in this application. And here it is. It's called availing yourself of a sponsor. Eleven. Availing yourself of a sponsor. Not every AA member has had a sponsor, but thousands of us say we would not be alive were it not for the special friendship of one recovered alcoholic in the first months and years of our sobriety. In the earliest days of AA, the term sponsor was not in the AA jargon. Then a few hospitals in Akron, Ohio, and New York began to accept alcoholics under that diagnosis as patients. If a sober AA member would agree to sponsor the sick man or woman, the sponsor took the patient to the hospital, visited him or her regularly, was present when the patient was discharged, and took the patient home and then to an AA meeting. At the meeting, the sponsor introduced the newcomer to other happily non-drinking alcoholics. All through the early months of recovery, the sponsor stood by, ready to answer questions or to listen whenever needed. Sponsorship turned out to be such a good way to help people get established in AA that it has become a custom followed throughout the AA world, even when hospitalization is not necessary. Often, the sponsor is the first person to call on a problem drinker who wants help, or the first recovered alcoholic to talk with the inquirer if he or she goes to an AA office or the AA member volunteering to sponsor an alcoholic about to be released from a detox or rehab unit, a hospital, or a correctional facility. 
At AA meetings, people often recommend that an AA beginner get a sponsor, and it is left up to the newcomer to pick someone as his or her sponsor if one is wanted. One reason it is a good idea to have a sponsor is that you have a friendly guide during those first days and weeks when AA seems strange and new, before you feel you know your own way about. Besides, a sponsor can spend far more time with you and give you far more individual attention than a busy professional helper possibly could. Sponsors make house calls, even at night. Not too late. If you do have a sponsor, some of the following suggestions may help. Remember, they are based on thousands of AA members' experience over many, many years. A. It's usually better if men sponsor men and women sponsor women. This helps avoid the possibility of romance rearing its lovely head, a development which can hideously complicate if not destroy the sponsor-newcomer relationship. By trial and error, we've discovered that sex and sponsorship are a very bad mix. B. Whether or not we like what our sponsors suggests, and sponsors can only suggest they cannot make anybody do anything or actually prevent any action, the fact is that the sponsor has been sober longer, knows pitfalls to avoid, and may be right. C. An AA sponsor is not a professional caseworker or counselor of any sort. A sponsor is not someone to borrow money from, nor get clothes, jobs, or food from. A sponsor is not a medical expert, nor qualified to give religious, legal, domestic, or psychiatric advice, although a good sponsor is usually willing to discuss such matters confidentially, and often can suggest where the appropriate professional assistance can be obtained. A sponsor is simply a sober alcoholic who can help solve only one problem how to stay sober. And the sponsor has only one tool to use, personal experience, not scientific wisdom. Sponsors have been there, and they often have more concern, hope, compassion, and confidence for us than we have for ourselves. They certainly have had more experience. Remembering their own condition, they reach out to help, not down. Someone has said alcoholics may be people who should never keep secrets about themselves, especially the guilty kind. Being open about ourselves helps prevent that and can be a good antidote for any tendency toward excessive self-concern and self-consciousness. A good sponsor is someone we can confide in, get everything off our chests with. D. It's agreeable when the sponsor is congenial someone who shares our background and interests beyond sobriety. But it is not necessary. In many instances, the best sponsor is someone totally different. The most unlikely pairings of sponsor and newcomer sometimes work the best. E. Sponsors, like most everyone else, are likely to have some family and job obligations. Although a sponsor will on occasion leave work or home to help a newcomer in a real bind, there are naturally times when the sponsor is truly out of reach. Here is the opportunity for many of us to use our reawakening wits and figure out a substitute for a sponsor. If we genuinely desire help, we do not let a sponsor's illness or momentary unavailability for any other reason stop us from getting some help. We can try to find a nearby AA meeting, 
We can read AA literature or something else we have found helpful. We can telephone other recovered alcoholics we have met, even if we don't know them very well. And we can telephone or visit the nearest AA office or club room for AA members. Even if the only person we find to talk to is someone we have not met before, we're sure to encounter sincere interest and a desire to help in any AA member we reach. When we really level about our distress, true empathy is forthcoming. Sometimes we get really needed encouragement from recovered alcoholics we do not much care for. Even if such a feeling is mutual, when one of us trying to stay sober asks any other recovered alcoholic to help us not drink, all petty and superficial differences melt away. F. Some people think it is a good idea to have more than one sponsor, so at least one is always likely to be available. This plan has one additional advantage, but also carries a slight risk. The advantage is that three or four sponsors provide a wider range of experience and knowledge than any one person possibly can. The risk in having several sponsors, rather than just one, lies in a tendency some of us developed during our drinking days. In order to protect ourselves and keep our drinking beyond criticism, we often told different tales to different people. We even learned how to manipulate people, in a sense, so the people environment would practically condone or even encourage our drinking. We may not have been aware of this tendency, and it was usually lacking in any evil intent, but it really became a part of our personalities in our drinking days. So a few of us with a clutch of sponsors have caught ourselves trying to play off one sponsor against another, telling one thing to the first, something else to the second. This doesn't always work, since sponsors are hard to kid. They catch on pretty fast to the tricks of anyone wanting to drink, having used almost all such wiles themselves. But sometimes we can keep at it until we get one sponsor to say something directly opposite to what another sponsor has said. Maybe we manage to wangle out of somebody what we want to hear, you not wanglers. what we need. Or at least we interpret this sponsor's words to suit our wishes. Wanglers. Such behavior seems more a reflection of our illness than an honest search for help in getting well. We, the newcomers, are the ones most hurt when this happens. So maybe if we have a team of sponsors, it would be a good idea to keep one eye cocked sharply, alert to catch ourselves if we should find ourselves getting into <laughs> games like that, in instead cocks of trying to progress straight toward our own recovery goal. G. Being recovered alcoholics themselves, sponsors naturally have their own unique strengths and foibles. The sponsor, or any other human being, without flaw or weakness, hasn't turned up yet as far as we know. It is a rare occurrence, but it is possible that we can be misled or given a bum steer by a sponsor's mistaken advice. As we've all found by doing it ourselves, even with the best intentions, sponsors can goof. You probably can guess what the next sentence will say. A sponsor's unfortunate behavior is no more a valid excuse for taking a drink than anything else is. The hand that pours a drink down your throat is still your own. Rather than blame the sponsor, we found at least 30 other ways to stay away from a drink. Those 30 are laid out in the other sections of this booklet, of course. H. 
You are under no obligation ever to repay your sponsor in any way for helping you. Unless you're my sponsor. He or she does so because helping others helps us maintain our own sobriety. You are free to accept or reject help. If you accept it, you have no debt to repay. Sponsors are kind and tough, not for credit, and not because they like to do good works. A good sponsor is as much helped as the person being sponsored. You'll find this to be true the first time you sponsor someone. Someday, you may want to pass such help on to someone else. That's the only thanks you need give. I. Like a good parent, a wise sponsor can let the newcomer alone when necessary, can let the newcomer make his or her own mistakes, can see the newcomer rejecting advice and still not get angry or feel spurned. A sharp sponsor tries hard to keep vanity and hurt feelings out of the way in sponsorship. And the best sponsors are really delighted when the newcomer is able to step out past the stage of being sponsored. Not that we ever have to go it all together alone, but the time does come when even a young bird must use its own wings and start its own family. Happy flying. Come fly with me. Come fly away. All right. Anyway, so I guess here's the part where I go, you know what? Um, I do, first of all, you know, I do not speak for AA, and by any degree do I speak for any other, uh, anybody else except for myself. I have my own experiences, and I have my own understandings. I have my own, um, you know, vision, too, and, you know, I get to see, um, you know, how, uh, um, you know, some people, you know, view sponsors. I get to see how I, you know, view sponsorship. I get to, you know, I, I, um, here's the deal. I came into... Um, you know, twelve step fellowship, and I was told to get a. Uh, um, I was I wasn't told to get a sponsor. You know, they they say it. People just say it in the rooms. They just say it out like, "Hey, you know, read the book, go to meetings, get a sponsor, get phone numbers." That's kind of how it works. So, um, you know, when I was younger, I did not, um, I did not avail myself of a sponsor because you know, honestly, I didn't want to do the work. I mean, I just be honest, like I did not want to do any of this stuff. That I, I I would have to be accountable then. I would you know, why would I get a sponsor? So um so this time around though, uh, you know, I heard get a sponsor. My first sponsor, I uh I heard him talk and he was on the other side of this wall and I uh and I had listened I'd heard him before, but I couldn't remember what he looked like really because I was too busy looking at my shoes, you know, in the previous meetings anyway. But I had heard him and I knew that he uh had the the book information you know he had spoke and it I could really hear the book you know kind of you know coming out of him and I I saw him at at um at break and I I was like okay that's my dude that's my dude like I'm gonna get him you know and uh uh and then um you know because that meeting had a break but after um the meeting I you know I cornered him outside uh you know I mean he was he was coming down the hall and I definitely was you know trying to get in front of him, you know, like I was going to tackle him or something. And it's some, it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world to do is ask another man to to help you like that. And it just it's like uh, people I've heard it said before, it's like it's like asking another man to dance. It's just something that I don't do. It's just something that's not in my um vocabulary. It's nothing, you know, but I was so desperate 
to have the answers that everybody was talking about that they seemed to have. You know, he had, I think he had five years at the time. So uh, I, you know, I really needed that. Then, you know, as I, as I, uh, you know, moved along in, in the program, you know, there was another dude and I heard him talk and I heard him say, uh, um, you know, stuff like, you know, you are not who you think you are and AA is not what you think it is. And, stuff like that and that stuff really stimulated my imagination you know really really told me like because yeah, i thought i you know kind of knew you know who i was but you know ultimately you know he was so right because i went and changed my sponsors about a year after um i was sober and um and you know it was uh, i gotta tell you it has been one of the best decisions i've ever made to um to talk and grow with another human being on such a earnest and heartfelt level. Um, you know, he, my sponsor, uh, he had a stroke like a few years back and three or four years back. And I tell you, it like, it absolutely like, it just scared me, you know, cause I was like, I love this man, you know? And I, and to be honest, you know, I've had very few men in my life that I could say that really about. Yeah, but this man, I uh, tell you, uh, we've grown into really good friends and we talk all the time. And that, and, and it's so amazing to me, um, you know, that I that I couldn't understand what was waiting for me. Um, and I was so afraid of it, so afraid of connecting with other people. So I just want to make sure that, you know, that, you know, as as this uh, this um, this section 11 really talks about you know you don't need a sponsor it's not a requirement to actually go and 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 go through this stuff but you know does that person know where the you know the the landmines are in the minefield <laughs> absolutely he's been through it right so he knows where not to go you know he's probably set a few off himself and uh, as my first sponsor would say he says stuff like that too you know so so that's the idea here is it um um you know, you you don't really necessarily have to have one, but I, it it is suggested that you hook up with somebody who is headed in the same direction and doing, or already doing what you intend to do. Um, that way, you know, you can kind of avoid um, you know a lot of the pit, pitfalls. And I know it's hard. I know it's going to be sucky. And I and it, here's, I would really love for it if if you are listening to this and you have been considering getting a sponsor but haven't i would really love for you to just bite the bullet on that one no matter what's going on in your life no matter how you know you know how busy or not busy you are or i don't know if you're gonna move soon like i don't really care. get a sponsor that at least you can like go through that move with because they've probably gone through a move sober and they know what to stay away from as well so that's the idea. It's like, you know, you have a confidant in this world that, you know, by the way, my sponsor knows all the picadillos. He knows all the little things that I have done in my life. And when I try to call him up and bullshit, um, you know, <laughs> he's quick to call me on it. And he's quick to say, like, look, I know that's not you. You know, what are you trying to say? You know, um, because I have I really um been honest with this one person if there's not one person in the world that i'm honest with them then what's the point right so you know but it's nice because um you know th there's times when you know my sponsor has called and confided things in me you know to me that like maybe he doesn't you know confide to other people as well that you know th 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 so that's the thing is that um 
you know, that relationship becomes very, um, you know, mutual and it becomes something that we all, um, you know, tend to, uh, uh, to rely on. So I think that's where I'm at. That's where that's, you know, uh, being solo. I, I, hate being solo nobody likes going solo it's like there's nothing to respond to like there's nobody like on the other side over here or in my little window telling me like asking me a question so so what i would um like to do is thank you guys all for being there thank you all for listening it is something that um every time i i we get a message or every time we get a I, I th- thumb up our ass every time we get a like or a thumbs up or whatever it is. It just really, uh, you know, assures me that we're on the right path. And um, and I really am sad that Chelsea could not show up. Oh my gosh, I'm just so sad. That, like I'm doing this completely alone. Oh Chelsea, I miss you. So um, <laughs> so what does Chelsea say? Uh, Chelsea says deuces maybe you already said it to yourself that would be very cool but you know what i say um i say you know stay active stay sober and see ya and scene right here and scene okay see you guys there.